special thank you to our sponsor of Rush Reels Live, the Boulder Falls Inn of Lebanon, Oregon. For more information on Boulder Falls Inn and their great conference facility, call 541-451-1000. Hey everybody, welcome to Russ Reels Live. I am so glad to have you all here today. You know, I just really feel honored every time that I'm able to do this and I'm I'm able to meet with such great friends, talk about such great subjects and have you with us. And I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here today. So Russ Reels Live is a topic-driven, panel-driven show what i love about this is great topics you know things that people are interested in but then great great people that know a lot about each topic that are able to join in with their wisdom and give you their uh their input on what we're talking about and i just love that because you know great minds together are so much better we are better together right so it takes my simple mind and then i bring great minds around me like my guests today rachel nancy and carl and then everything makes me look a lot better there you go so <laughs> so anyway i just uh, i just love this opportunity to do this i just want to remind you now we are here every thursday at 4 p.m Pacific Daylight Time on Russ Reels Live. It's consistent every week. Here we are. And every now and then we have a special show. And once in a while, like uh, in the next month or two, we'll have a couple extra special ones. But every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, we're here on Russ Reels Live. I just appreciate you. I want to remind you that I love people and I love to connect with people. That's what I'm all about. And the best way to do that is at RussHedge.com. That's RussHedge.com. Super simple. Super easy. All of that information will be in the show notes, in the comments today. You will not miss anything. In fact, the great guests that are on today, information about them will be in the show notes and the comments today as well, so that you can get in touch with them as well after we are done. So appreciate you. Stay with us for about the next half hour. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to jump right into it because I'm super excited about the guests coming in. I always go ladies first, and I'm going to go in the order that they jumped on in the green room today. And we're going to bring my good friend, Rachel Druckenmiller in today. Here she is. Hello, Rachel. Hey, Russ. So good to be here today with you. Yes. So good to be with you too. And I just really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your busy day because man, I mean, you've got singing dates all over now, so it's hard to keep up with you. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that, you know, they're speaking singing. We did a little, this little, this little light of mine yesterday in a keynote. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) That is it. Well, I think I say that because anywhere you're speaking, you're singing. So, and I think I love that joy uh, that you exude every time you sing. And I just want you to know that I really appreciate you and all you do there. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Well, listen, I know about the great things you're doing. Give everybody a little snippet about what you're up to these days, who you are and what you're up to. Yeah. So I, my name is Rachel Druckenmiller. I'm a speaker, facilitator, and trainer, and I work with organizations, associations, leaders, and their teams. And people bring me in to energize, to motivate, to engage people, to help build their resilience connectedness, compassion. And I absolutely love, love, love what I do, whether it's virtual or in person. And, you know, 
if they want me to, there's, there's always an element of singing as part of that speaking. So a little entertainment and a little bit of education and empowerment kind of bring all three that trifecta. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. And you know, I, I don't know who wouldn't want you to. So I, I just love hearing every time you sing. And if we get a minute today, we may or may not today, but if we do, we'll have you sing us a few notes, but sure. I'm going to jump straight ahead and bring in our next guest. Nancy Barros is here with us today. Hello, Nancy. And there she is. She's silent, however. She's whispering right now. Sorry. I needed a minute. I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> Unmute yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just perfect. Rachel, I did it. <laughs> it's always wonderful being here, Russ. And with Rachel and Carl, it's really an honor. These are two people that I met early on in my LinkedIn journey and have been two people that have inspired me and I have looked up to um, since I have met them. Yes, well, I'm with you. They inspire me too, as do you. Uh, the lady who would show up in her PJs and no makeup when I first started doing my shows on the on the just the I would just send out a message. She goes, "Sure, I'm there, no problem, coming." So, hey, listen, why don't you give everybody? I know everybody knows who you are, but for the one or two that don't, tell people <laughs> who you are and what you're up to. Well, I'm Nancy Deborah Barrows, and I am a perfectly flawed, beautiful human, first and foremost. Uh, I am a coach, more of a Sherpa. I journey with people to find their voice and really embrace the power of radiating real and personal content and, and the way that allows us to be vulnerable and connect with one another and to find their inner voice and truly allow themselves to be them. I am the co-host of two global award-winning live shows with Brian Shulman, What's Good Wednesday and Shout Out Saturday. I am a daughter, a sister, a friend. I am, um, gosh, you know, this is, it's so, it's so funny because I have all the things that I do, but if you ask me who I am, right? I'm a person who strives every day to make people feel seen, heard, valued, and loved. I have such a hard time defining myself and what I do because I truly believe that the universe um, crosses our paths with people at, at the right time. The timing is always, you know, divine and perfect. And we each show up in whatever way we are in that moment and give and take from one another exactly what we need. So I have such a hard time defining myself. So yes, I'm a coach. Yes, I'm a co-host of two live shows. Yes, I am a speech pathologist. Yes, I am a producer of shows and all of that good stuff. But mostly I'm a human and I'm living life and unwilling to not share the ugly, snotty, unsexy parts, because that's, you know, that's life. We're all living it. Right. Right. Well, you know what? I love what you said there, because uh, I think our topic today, talking about hope and mental health, uh, if people are seen, heard and loved, it cures a lot of things and people that are willing to see hear, and love others. That's a big deal. So speaking of awesome individuals and a good friend, Mr. Carl Sean Watkins is in the house. There he is. Hey, what's Carl. up peoples? What's up? What's up? I'm on here with, I'm on here with royalty right now. I just, <laughs> royalty, royalty, royalty. Nancy, Rachel, Russ, how you guys doing this evening? Awesome. 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 You. you know, Carl, you are amazing. Because I, what you just said, I'm blessed to be with the three of you. And I'm every day I pinch myself thinking all these amazing people that are doing great things that I, I yearn to be around people that are really, really doing amazing things, moving forward, 
Uh, and as Nancy said, seeing, hearing, and loving other people, building community, you know me, I'm all about that. Yes. And uh, you are too, Carl, and all about authenticity, vulnerability. It encompasses so much. But give everybody a little snippet about yourself and what you're up to. Uh, man, uh, me in a nutshell, I'm just Mr. Vulnerability. I'm just taking that, taking that, uh, I was given that crown by Charlene Brown, my, uh, my, my homie from New York. She gave me that crown, but just really I'm a DEI consultant. And, um, my biggest things is advocating, training, teaching, coaching, speaking, writing about vulnerability and leadership. My emphasis through the DEI framework is just that. And I've been doing it for about 20, about 30 years, actually. And uh, just over the pandemic, just start doing it in the essence of this forum, this platform, and being able to, to do that and talk to people. I'm also a live streamer. I got a couple of live stream shows. I write and speak. Just got back. Actually, I just flew back in Monday from a uh, conference. I was in Charlotte and hop Charlotte and went down to South Carolina. So I was in a four-day, two-city uh, conference just talking about building uh, relationships through vulnerability and how corporate can be affected by that. So it was just amazing to do that, to be face to face with people and to actually just I haven't done the face to face in over a couple of years now. So it was pretty amazing to just get in there and feel the voices and, 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 and actually feel the, the humanness of uh, loving what I do. And, uh, you know, it's all about me, me and God. That's it. That's my hangout buddy all the time. Well, you know what I love about you is you're such an authentic person, whether you're on the camera here doing a live stream or whether we're talking off camera and, and just diving into life. People want authentic, vulnerable people that they can relate to. And I think our topic today mm-hmm. it really needs that. It needs the three individuals that I have on today that have been able to fill that vulnerability that and really go through some life issues. We all do it, right? We all go through life issues, but you know, what's important is to remember that our mental health is so important and it's going to have some ups and downs with life. But the whole thing that I always say is getting in the right environment, getting around people and not staying in that situation, breaking out, which all of you have done doing amazing things with your lives. And let's go back to Rachel really quick. Cause you know, I know there was a time with all that you're doing, Rachel, where you struggled and I'm not going to tell your story, but I know you had uh, some struggles and you had to deal with that yourself to move on. Yeah. I, uh, as for anybody who's listening that might relate to being a bit of an overachiever (laughs) where you have a really high bar of excellence of everything for yourself, you're just constantly one-upping yourself. It's like, Oh, okay. Of course I did a good job next. And we never even take a moment to celebrate when we do something well, because we're always ready to go on to the next thing. So you know, I was like that as a kid, I didn't really feel like I fit in a lot. So I just found my value in achieving. And that's not a really hard system to figure out, you know, and I carried it into the workplace and then I got recognized. So here's the ironic thing. I've, I've been in the well-being industry since 2007, so 15 years. And I had just been named by a national organization called the Wellness Council of America. I had just been named in 2015, their number one health promotion professional in the United States. There were like several hundred people that, you know, we're in the running for this thing. And I, I surprised myself as much as anybody else, frankly, <laughs> for getting this thing. But then it was a blessing and a curse because this pressure I heaped on myself was like, oh, they said you're the best. You have to keep being the best. And you have to have all the best answers. And you have all the best ideas. And you can't need help. 
And so when I was, this is a story I told myself, I didn't let anybody else in on. And so I, my body, there started to be a breakdown. I mean, I remember looking back at journals and for anyone listening, a really, really good thing to do for your mental health is to journal, um, write down your thoughts and what you're feeling about things. It helps you process them differently, especially if you write it down and then read it aloud back to yourself. Um, and I was writing in my journal in all capital letters, I can't sustain this pace anymore. Something's got to give. And I ignored my own wisdom <laughs> and ended up, you know, with a dream of drowning, which led to issues with my own memory at 32 because I was just so wiped. And then I was diagnosed with Epstein-Barr virus a few months later, which is an acute form of mono. And I completely burdened, I, I, I bottomed out, I burned out. As the director of well-being. I was... I was not exactly well. I wouldn't say I was like living out the messages that I was communicating to other people. There was a lack of authenticity, shall we say, yeah. rooted in my fear of truly being vulnerable. Cause it was like, well, if people see this side of me, what are they going to think of me? That I'm a fraud. Cause I felt like a total fraud, but the gift of that season but it was my it was my deepest and richest season of spiritual growth. My church community rallied around me. I was prayed for by more people than I'd ever been prayed for in my life. Um, I connected to song lyrics. I don't know if you've ever had this experience. Any of you? Have you? You've heard a song many times, and then you're in a certain season, and you hear that song, and it might as well be a different song because the lyrics hit you in like a totally new way, right? Like. And that's what started to happen. Like as I bottomed out, like so many things started to awaken and I started, I was like, I've got to talk about this. Like if I, if I have the training and background and experience that I do and the direct, as the director of well-being, I'm burning out and I'm so not well, I need to talk about this and I need to figure out beyond physical health. What do we need to do to make sure that other people don't go through something like that or worse? So that really prompted me to shift my focus to not be as much on physical health, which I still value and, and care about, but to have it really be shifted towards social, emotional health and well-being, which right. became a significant priority and, and really and spiritual health and, and completely transformed my health and well-being. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's <coughs> crucial. What you just talked about there, too, is recognizing and being in a place where uh, you can make that change and you can start to heal and you can start recognize the issues you're having. And I think so many people get caught up in that cycle of life. And I journaling, by the way, great point. I, I process um, everything in my life by writing. When I go through things, I'll write it out. I'll journal it and maybe I'll post about it, whatever. It just helps me uh, process that. And another person who processes good that way by radiating real would be Nancy Barrows and all that you've had going on, Nancy. Um, so talk a little bit about your journey. Okay, well, thank you. And yes, I am a big journaler. And at times I will put my affirmations up as posts because, you know, like you said, writing it down, putting that energy out into the universe, saying it out loud, as Rachel said, there's all the, there's all different ways to do this that creates power and community around, you know, our vulnerability. It's really a vulnerability and fear um, for me. And I have bottomed out so many times. Um, like Rachel, I was an achiever, but I was a perfecter. I needed everything on the outside to look perfect so no one would look at me twice. And my story's hard and, and I'm gonna do, of course, the condensed version, but what I was hiding was I had been sexually abused by my grandfather till I was 16 years old. And I needed nobody to know that. It was the secret that life depended on. 16 years old, authorities got involved. It was 
just unleashed. And from there, there's been many episodes of bottoming out, many episodes of growth and and climbing and grabbing and fighting um, to get back to you know level playing field where I can I can share my experience with others. Because we are, all, we are all living life and we know it can be messy. We know it can be. Um, and, and hiding it from one another is really not doing us any good. I mean, I started Radiating Real when I um, realized I came on LinkedIn and started telling my story. And for the first time in my life, I was 100% committed to 100% of the time being 100% me. And I had taken off that mask and was showered with all this unconditional love and acceptance, more than I could have even imagined or hoped for, quite frankly. Um, and it made me realize, like, this is what we need to be doing. Like, people were commenting on how authentic and real I was, which made me realize that's not something a lot of people do. And the power in that, you know, when I look individuals, teams, businesses, we talk about the power of personal content. And personal is different than private, absolutely. Um, and the fear of putting ourselves out there. But the reality is that's where we connect human to human. That's where we build our support system. That's where we find the people that when we, you know, things get messy, they're going to take a step forward not a step back. They're going to stand in that place with us. They're going to hold us up when we need to be held up. They're going to remind us of who we are, why we're here, our purpose, and and what we're giving to the world. And give you that hope, that knowing that you are seen, heard, valued, and, and, and you matter. And so for me, a lot of like what Rachel said does definitely resonate with me. And I want to help people take off that mask and find that voice and really connect on a real level. And to me, personal and business aren't separate because we're humans. You don't, you don't, you don't go to work and stop being a human being. It's just not, that's not how life goes. And so, you know, helping people really take off that mask and and confront the fear of sharing personal information and having them really understand, like, you know, you can, post something about your cat and you've shared personal information. It doesn't have to be intimate. It doesn't have to be secrets. Cracking open your chest and telling the world everything is not real. It's not at all real. That's not how we operate. We little by little put ourselves out there. We find our tribe and we grow with them, right? And we, we learn from one another. And so I feel so privileged to have had something I did be so impactful for so many others to the point of, you know, after a few months of being on LinkedIn, being asked to do my first keynote, talking about radiating real and taking the mask. I mean, I completely honored and still in a, in a state of almost shock that Tim Stone has asked me to be the keynote speaker for his first in-person event, perspective, you know, showing up perspectives on cancer. And I, I don't have an intimate connection to cancer. But what he said is he wanted me there for the radiating real. And he to help people understand the power of their story and how the impact of sharing it, not only on the people around them, but themselves. And so I believe in journaling. I believe in sharing our stories. I believe in curating content that is real, not curating a profile that everything is good, but making sure that you're showing all of it. Because honestly, the other way, we are literally killing one another. And the other thing I want to put out there is this past Saturday, in the United States, they implemented 988, which instead of having to remember an 800 number, you can dial 988 and anonymously connect to the suicide prevention hotline. So 
when you are feeling, when your brain is telling you the lies that you don't matter and no one cares, 988, because you are not alone. And I have chills that we've all felt alone. We've, we've, we've had that moment. Um, and even if it's a stranger that gives you hope by calling that number, please do so. And for all of us out there, when you see people's patterns change, reach out. You know, I suffer from depression and I know that I so appreciate people meeting me where I am because I can't often can't initiate saying to someone, Hey, I'm having a hard time. But if you notice that I'm not around as much or communicating the same way and you reach out, wow, definitely feeling seen, heard, valued, and that I matter. Somebody would notice, right, if I disappeared. So I, I'm, I'm a huge advocate and I think hope and allowing ourselves, even in our darkest moments, to have bright spots. It doesn't diminish that you're struggling. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, still figuring it out and growing, but it means that you're human and that you can see that light and you can still feel that joy and right. know that you can get there. Yeah, I think that is so important. The the human element in things, I, I really tapped into what you're saying about you cannot separate yourself from your job and the things you do because you are what you do. It goes with you wherever you go. And uh, really coming out there, taking your mask off, like you had said, really makes you vulnerable. And that could be scary for people. And Mr. Vulnerability deals with that every day and has had his own life story. Carl, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, touch on mine, set. Uh, Molested as a kid, uh, went from that to drinking, being an alcoholic, went from that to depression, went from that to suicide attempts. Uh, during the course of a, about a about a twenty year twenty year span, and uh, the short version of that, I was on the tank and I had a gun and I was going to pull the trigger and uh, not was I going to? I did three times and it didn't fire. And at that point in time, there was a mental health and and I'm I'm really glad that you had this and highlighting this as we continue to do a lot of times when we think about that mental health issue we paint ourselves a picture of someone maybe disturbed someone maybe that's uh maybe not taking their meds or i mean even the dressing it's even how that sounds a lot of our visionary is that someone who maybe missed their medicine and don't know how to act they're having an episode we we hit that mental dab but there's so many people walking around in a mental health capacity as normal everyday people and when I say normal every day, they're going through the motions of life and what life is bringing to them. And they're in points and places in their lives where they're just probably on the brink of just total chaos and breaking out. And that's why I was on there. And it was thereby go the grace of God, go I, that, of course, the gun didn't fire. But the vision that I got and the moon being bright as it was in the essence of that very night in the forest of Germany on a training mission how a 19-year-old kid was saved. And that 19-year-old kid's, um, uh, I can't do the math right now, but I'm 50, 55 next month. So it's been a long, it's been a long journey. But in the midst of that vulnerability has been my partner. And that is really what has given me the keenness and the confidence to say, you know, I was in a dark place. Um, tough skin, I have it. Criticism, I take it. <laughs> Abuse, I've embraced it. So, I mean, there's not nothing that you can do. To, I've been through corporate. I've trained about eight people to take my job through the course of me being in leadership. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't, I gave them what they needed to do the job. I didn't sit back and say, I'm a whole 10% and give you 90. I gave them everything. I wrote up training manuals 
and gave them to carry on to their jobs. I never thought in anything that I ever did that I should shortchange anyone. Though I had been through a lot and, and experienced a lot my own self, the only fulfillment I would get was to give my all. And in giving my all, I had to give it to everybody. And regardless of whether I was looked upon, talked about, lied on, all of the, uh, all of the above, uh, it has happened. But through the course of that, my mental health stayed strong through a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, meditation, a lot of going through, and a lot of scribbling. <laughs> you guys call it journaling. I scribble because I can scribble 10 or, 10 or 12 things in a pattern of sentences, and they dive off and they spiderweb out to all other kind of ideas and things. So that's why I never really call my stuff journaling because I can put it together like that. But you have to be the you have to be the influence. And at a young age, my dad told me that you can be anything you want to be. And I held on to that, regardless of the neighborhood I grew up in, regardless of the drugs and the gangs and the violence I saw every day. He told me, and I held that. And now I spread that to others. They're not my sons, they're not my daughters, but they're people that hear me. And I'm given the opportunity to do that, especially on shows like this, uh, being involved with so many people on LinkedIn, finding true friends. I have more friends on LinkedIn, and I say honestly true friends, than I do in person. And I hear more. People tell me more. People indulge in me more. And it, it's an amazing feeling, and it's only a gift that God can give you. Yeah, it is amazing. And, you know, it's interesting, um, just in a short nutshell, I had a great, great childhood, and I was um, – uh, you know, things like mental health and all that kind of stuff to me seems so foreign. Like, you know, it's only people that had uh, bad, you know, this or that. But when I got into college, I had my own battle because I suddenly was thrust out on my own. After my freshman year, I almost died in a car accident, a critical car accident that should have all by itself thrust me into uh, you know, awakening, but I still struggled over the next couple of years with alcohol, with drugs and a few things I shouldn't have been doing pretty much everything bad. You shouldn't be doing. I pretty yeah. much did during those few years, trying to find myself, even though I had come out of such an amazingly good family and background, but we all have our own struggles and our own battles. And then we have to come to the point where we find that hope. We find that community. We find people that see, hear, and love us, as Nancy would say, we get to a point where we can move beyond the struggles, the overwhelm, the stress, the, all the things that we're going through. And if there's any message from today, and I'm going to give you all, today's a teaser, by the way, I haven't told the three of you, but I'm having you back on because today's just a teaser for the next show, because this subject we need to talk more about. But yeah. what I want to remind people is, Mental health issues are not foreign to anybody. Everybody deals with their own battles. Everybody deals with something. And we need to recognize that. And we need to be able to move through it and then beyond it. And I think find that hope. Um, so that's the lesson I want to, the message I just want to get out there today. There is hope on the other side. There is a rainbow on the other side of the rain. There is a brighter side. You can truly make lemonade out of lemons. You can make good things. There's something good in everything that happens in life. No matter how bad it is, you can turn it into something good or learn something good from it, uh, no matter what's going on in your life. And I know some people are in a spot where they don't believe that. And I get that. I get that. But there truly is a better side. So what I would like to do here, just to wrap up today's show, and then we are going to have another one. So stay tuned soon. Um, 
I would like you all just to tell me the one thing about today's topic you want everybody to remember. Give each a couple minutes and then tell everybody how to get in touch with you. And uh, we're going to start with Rachel. Go for it. And now you're silent. Yeah, you need to unmute, unmute yourself. Unmute myself. <laughs> unmute myself. Um, <laughs> my advice would be to unmute yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In a couple different ways. And what I mean by that is give yourself permission to feel all of the things. Because I think when we say positive, you know, sometimes the message people can hear is like, well, but I'm having a really hard day. Ha have a hard day. It's a choice whether or not you stay stuck in a hard day. And sometimes, you know, I think to remind ourselves that, I mean, when I feel like I need to cry, I cry. When I'm angry, I'll like grab a pillow and I'll scream into the pillow. Or sometimes I'll just tell my husband, I'll be like, Bill, all right, I just need a moment. I just need to like release this. And I'll just like scream at the top of my lungs in my house. <laughs> like I see a therapist, um, twice a month. I'm a huge advocate of therapy. Like have as many outlets as, as you can for healthy self-expression, whether it's journaling, whether it's, um, like whether it's aud auditory releases, singing is one form of that. Um, you know, for me, um, whether it's some form, form of other form of artistic expression, writing, um, you know, again, journaling, and then, you know, be willing to reach out to like, if you're feeling really stuck, or even if you're not feeling stuck, you just want to grow. I found tremendous help and seeing, I see what's called a somatic therapist. So if you've had no, if you haven't had luck with therapy, somatic therapists really understand the integration of mind and body and how to connect the two um, because most trauma is, is embodied. And so if we don't address the physical issues within the body, that we're ultimately like very unlikely to get the full healing of an experience. I would just say like, what can you do to unmute yourself, to use your voice, to speak up, to ask for what you need, to raise your hand and ask for help, to express yourself in a way that feels freeing and liberating and um, brings you joy, you know? So and that's, that's a long answer to your question, but that's, <laughs> I'm trying to be succinct here today in general, but that's what I would say is, is unmute yourself and have the courage to express what you need to express. Great. Great. And people get in touch with you. How? Yes. They can get in touch with me on LinkedIn here on LinkedIn. Hey, let's hang out. Um, again, Rachel Druckenmiller with a C, not with an N. I always get Druckenmiller, but, um, <laughs> which is funnier, but it's okay. Um, and then on, on my website is unmutedlife.com right next to my name here. And then I'm on Instagram at unmutedlife. So thank you, Russ, for having me. You bet. Perfect. Perfect. All right, Nancy, you're up. Well, of course, I agree 100% with Rachel. And I'm sure I will agree 1000% also with uh, the Rev here and what he has to share. Um, there's so much wisdom being shared. I think for me, um, one of the things that I hear most often, whether I'm talking to friends or clients, is fear, right? Fear of so much, but fear of unknown, the unknown. They don't know what's coming next. How do I know? How do I control it? And the reality is you don't. And you, you, allow yourself to ride the waves, right? Those big feelings, just like the biggest waves, you know, the huge ones you see surfers diving down with glee, which, you know, would scare me to death. They know that they eventually come into the shore and then recede. They don't stay at the crest. They, 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 they come and recede and they come and they go. And so sitting in the fear, remind yourself, right? I can ride this wave. Um, I remind myself that I've made it through 100% of my worst days. And I have to tell you, to me, that's an achievement. Not 
not for like, oh, wow. It's because I don't think I do anything else in my life with 100% perfection. Think about it. Even as adults, I know you've gone to bed without brushing your teeth at least once or, you know, like you've done, we, we, as humans, we don't, but I've 100% and so have you all made it through your worst days. And that's the narrative. That's the evidence you need. And to remind yourselves that we can be powerful in fear. There's no reason we have to be fear and being powerless don't necessarily go together. In fact, they don't. In fear and vulnerability, we are at our strongest. That's our place of like our magic and our power is, is ready to surge. And so if you're on a path and you're, you know, looking where you're going and you know where you're going and the known looks just unbearable, be willing to step into the fear and look at what the unknown might really bring you. Because for sure, I know that if I tried to plan right up to this moment, I never would have been able to. I'm a speech language pathologist. I work in the public schools. Nowhere on my list of things and my bucket list was to become an advocate, a keynote speaker, a coach, um, a live stream, you know, co-host. That wasn't there. That was all because I kept going. You just have to keep going. The only way is to keep going because reality is everything you want has already happened. And the only way to catch up to it is to keep going. And that fear, I know, and I understand. And I feel there are many days where I feel like I don't have a choice. And that's okay to have those days. Have grace with yourself. But remind yourself, again, you've made it through 100% of your worst days. And there's no reason you can't find power while feeling fearful. Great. And people get in touch with you by? Well, LinkedIn is a great one. Uh, you can check me out or uh, as Nancy Deborah Barrows, D-E-B-R-A, or the chick with the tool belt, which is what I do for my coaching. I help people build their own tool belt. Like Rachel was saying, whatever it is that works for you, let's build that tool belt. Uh, I am on Instagram as vibing underscore with underscore Nancy underscore Deborah. And I, I mean, the, the I, I'm not trying to be so elusive, but I'm a public school educator. And so I'm trying to make sure that certain people don't find me while others can. So LinkedIn is probably the best. Smoke signals, get in touch with Russ. Somebody will find me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. Yes. Well, and the good news, everything's going to be in the show notes of the yes. comments and clickable. Yes. So they will find you. And speaking of clickable, Mr. Carl Sean Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always clickable. Uh, Russ, uh, first and foremost, just thank you, buddy, for having me on again. Appreciate your hospitality always and your love always, always comes shining through. And to be on here with uh, two magnificent ladies who I just adore. Uh, I just can't wait to meet a lot of these people that I met on here online. Uh, it, it's just, it's just got to happen. It's just got to happen some way, somehow. There's nothing but passing through each through an airport and, and just waving and hugging on the way to the next flight. We, we've got to do it. Uh, it's been such a relief on the, definitely the mental health of these past um, past uh, what about uh, COVID. It's been almost three years now uh, going through it and uh, meeting Nancy Deborah on the COVID field Saturday when it first came out. And I just didn't know what I was going to do. And to see them and get introduced to her and Brian and, and Tim. Oh, man. Amazing. I'll never forget that. It was about two years ago now. It's it's an amazing thing, but uh, if I can leave anything with everything, it, it all starts with a decision. And uh, as I tell my clients in, as well, never let fear stop you uh, in the essence of that. Fear is going to hang around. It's going to be around. 
And if it becomes your cage, you won't live your life. Uh, it's amazing how the the, the 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 movie, the book, the cage bird sings. That that's really uh, uh, an example of our life. He's singing in there, and it's nowhere you forget. Fear will have you like trapped in that, and that's that's the biggest thing I can tell people. However you figure out, however you lean into it, however you embrace it. First and foremost, being vulnerable is the self awareness to understand that it's causing you those issues. And the next thing is to move forward in them. And uh, it is millions of people that are dealing with that. But there's also another millions of people that understand you. Oh, yes, they understand you. We all got what somebody needs. So there right. lies the problems and the parallel of situations that you're going through. God has made sure it's a match for you to talk to, for them to talk to you, for you to embrace them, for them to embrace you. And that's what we need each other with humanity. I'm for humanity's sake. And though it doesn't seem like there's light at the end of the tunnel, I know with the God I serve, uh, there's still goodness in this world. So Amen. take that picture. It all starts with a decision. Never let fear let, never let fear stop you. Be vulnerable. Yep. And people get in touch with you. Yes, by... they can, Russ. I heard you say that three times <laughs> and it never clicked in my head to do that. Uh, and I even ended at that. My my my, my website, bevulnerable.club. Go check it out. Go check out my blogs uh, and all the services that I offer uh, on there. And, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's where I live. Carl S. Watkins uh, 1 is actually the the um, link. But you can look up Carl Sean Watkins. I'm the only one. There is a Sean Carl Watkins. Amazing to me. And of all the 830 million people on here, someone has the reverse of my name. But that's okay. And uh, you can also find me on um, Instagram and Facebook with at Carl Shaw Watkins Consulting, all together one word. So there you have it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, listen, I can't even begin to tell you all what an awesome discussion this has been and how much I'm looking forward to continuing this discussion, but we've got to be done for today. Awesome. So I just want to tell you all again, thank you so much. Thank you for being vulnerable, be vulnerable, being willing to share, being willing to put yourself out there to inspire and encourage others Amen. that there is hope, that yes. there is a way out of whatever they're in. People do see here and love them. And I just want to say, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, we'll all do this together. Yes, we have to teach me this. I can that's do a, this. That's a that. screenshot. Yeah, there you go. And so we need okay. somebody who like, somebody who has hands that can actually take the screenshot while we do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, while we do that. Yes, <laughs> we we'll, need one we'll of those little, little little clickers for when you take selfies. That's, right. it. that's why you have. Okay, so for everyone watching, please take a screenshot. Now we're going to warn you we're about to do this. Ready, everyone? One, two, three. Take screenshots. And I am counting on all of you all because I'm going to see so, your comments. I'll tell you this, that it's that's why you have wonderful teammates and assistants like ever who will yeah. take that screenshot for me during the show and actually put that out. So anyway, hey, thanks so much. I'm going to send you all to the green room. I'll see you in just a sec as I wrap up. Thanks again. You guys are awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Hey, thank you so much, everybody, for being here. This is such an important subject for people to know that everybody is dealing with something. There's always hope. There's always a rainbow on the other side, even in your darkest hour. And so I just want to encourage you today with that. Don't forget, we're here every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time on Russ Reels Live. 
We hope you join us next week. We'll be here with more amazing guests and amazing topics. So until we see you again, don't forget you can get a hold of me at rushhedge.com. And we love you. We see you. We hear you. Thanks for being there. We'll talk to you soon. Russ out. 